are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the three videoed, just like WrestleMania 2, three videoed episode of the Colorado Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Apocalypse be denied. We are here on your computer, on your laptop, on your phone, no matter where you are. Join, let's see if we can get this right, by Ross. Should he be there? I'll be wherever Richard puts me on the video. (laughs) On my screen, Ross is there. In our hearts, he is here. (laughs) I was going to say, am I on top of you? you? I'm not too bad. I was just about to say I'm living up the dream by being on top of you. Thank you. And as you can see, the chemistry is still there, and I only yeah. half walked over his line. And as always, the piggy in the middle himself, Jack the Jobber. How you doing, Paul? Hello. I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you seem to be having a mild earthquake in your flat slash office there. How are you holding the computer? My laptop's on my knees, so apologies for any screen oh, wobble at any point. But okay. it should be all right. It's the best we can do, given the circumstances. It certainly is. How dare you complain? I had to mm. wait uh, to queue outside little just now. That's why I'm slightly late for this podcast. And I was happy to see lots of milk, lots of ball girl, but only one per person. So That's good. That's worse. good news. Yeah. If Did you get checked, is... checked at the door? They have a suspicious looking man at the front, yeah. To deal with the other suspicious men coming in, I guess. Did he I ask heard... you any questions? He went, all right. That's how we check for suspicious people around here. I heard that India's undergoing the biggest lockdown in history, ever. I believe it. Have Just you seen the videos? No, no, that's good, but I'll raise you. Have you seen the videos of the Italian mayors? No. <laughs> They're either going around and like yelling at kids, like, stop playing ping pong outside, go play, go inside play PlayStation. Or they yell at people going, what do you mean you've got mobile hairdressers coming to your house? Who are you going to look good for? You're staying inside <laughs> for three weeks. So... <laughs> That's good time. To be fair, to be fair, everyone's going to look really hairy by the end of this. I'm debating no getting the clippers back out, like doing it yourself. 
Remington, whatever it's called, one all over. Lovely stuff. Back to twenty seventeen. <laughs> would you not just would you not just do it on the sides and leave the top? Oh no, I can't have too no. much of a bush going on top. Okay. Nah, I like the sky too hot you look for yourself. <laughs> What's the news, Matthew? I was about to say, oh yeah, wrestling. Uh, ooh, news number one. Some matches added to WrestleMania. It says uh, some weird ones as well. Uh, mm. Elias versus King Corbin, which is set up by Gronk. Experts have still figured out what Gronk is supposed to be, so maybe next week we'll have an idea. Uh, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Sure, why yep. not? Yep. Uh, the Street Profits behind the. Why not? But why? More importantly, why? Why? Well, why is that? Happening? I guess. I guess they want to oh, have a I long see. show. I guess they want to have a long show on both days. But do we want a long show on both days? I'm no. I'm all right without a long show on both days. Just take your mm. eight hours of a normal mania and split it in half. Nice, mm-hmm. manageable chunks. Everyone goes home happy. I'd say so. Hey, even with the 30 people there, there's still going to be a, a queue for the bogs, and that'll be the uh, sandwich break, who's to say. Uh, the Street Profits, we've had the Raw Tag Titles against Andrade and Angel Garza. Mm-hmm. That should be pretty good. It should. It's not, but it's not a WrestleMania match, is it, really? It's not. But no. this is not a WrestleMania. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Miz and Morrison versus The New Day, or The Usos. Ooh. Whoever wins on Friday. Yeah. And Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Tamina. Good God. Versus Sasha Banks. What do you mean, good God? Tamina Snugger. Like, huh? she snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the home field advantage, though. We're not saying we're, <laughs> we're panicking, but Tamina Snugger isn't a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> and it's the same brackets here versus uh, any other women that are around and still have their legs. Because uh, relating to this, the other news is Dana Brooke and Rey Mysterio are both in quarantine. So Dana was meant to be SmackDown. That's right, Jack. I talked over you. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, Dana was meant to be in that match, but they've taken her out. Um, I'm thinking about this news. Didn't Rey wrestle Andrade a week ago on Raw? Is it not Mm -hmm. a bit? Is it not a bit like dangerous? I don't know. L. Yes, I've just tried to. Combine El Idolo and Isolation and failed. El that was a good attempt. I- I- <laughs> El Solo. So, uh, bad news for all those people looking forward to seeing a Dana Brooke wrestle. And NXT TakeOver Tampa Bay cancelled, in brackets, obviously. So mm. matches will appear on NXT TV instead. Okay. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about some of the ones later on, but um, it's the only thing they could really have done, isn't it? I know that. Well, no, no, it's not the only thing they could have done. They could have saved it and delayed the takeover and done it at a later date. Maybe. Do you think the matches will be worse because they're just on normal TV and it'll just seem like the matches aren't as good? Yes, you're right. There'll only be five kickouts in the main event. Here he oh. goes. <laughs> what do you think, Ross? Um, yeah, I'm shocked that that one's been cancelled, but NXT TakeOver Island UK edition is still going ahead in October. They're still going to take over Ireland. Yeah, in October, though. They've delayed it a few months. So I'm a bit surprised that the the proper full-fat NXT, the one people care about, uh, that one got (laughs) cancelled. This is where everyone inserts their, well, it's okay because the the crowd will be able to keep their distance because there'll be so little of them. It looked like um, Five Star Wrestling's 
Last event in Ireland. <laughs> hey, that was in the midst of a blizzard, that was. Uh-huh. It was. A blizzard of good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and Will Ospreay challenges CM Punk for next year's Wrestle Kingdom. And I feel that this was said last week. But you know what? It's so good. What? Let's say it again. I'm so sorry. I think it's I might have okay. left that in. I think I've left that in from last week's notes. You know what? I <sighs> think we should just do previous week's news at the minute because there's not that much going on apart from, yes, that's right. This is cancelled as well. So Yeah. Impact's cancelled some stuff. Shows are starting to run again in Japan because the outbreak's not as severe over there. But people have still, apparently fans have got to get their temperatures taken as they enter the venue. Hmm. And then they see Kodo Bushi walk by and it's like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. It's like, bing, bing, bing. Heart stop beating out of like... Someone gets hit on the head and just loads of little Ibushis just run around their, like, their head. It's just Kenny Omega waking up. <laughs> is there any of the news that's positive and worth talking about? Um... Well, there's some exciting and good stuff, but I think that's all pretty much in the This Week in Wrestling section. Fantastic. Let's move mm. to the next bit then. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, whoever decided to put an Iceland supermarket inside the range in Gateshead, England, 19%. Okay. Mm. GoldenEye for the N64, only 36%. Bastards. But, and I quote here, the concept of naan bread. Not just naan bread, the concept. 45%. I can't believe it. I, I do. Be- as uh, <laughs> Jacob Schwartz on the Patreon notes, what a poo week for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> this is the biggest Thank upset you, in Hall of and This is the biggest upset in Hall of Fame history. I thought GoldenEye had it on lock. But apparently our viewership are far younger than we thought they were on the whole. The bands, Jack. Yeah. So be they're they're at risk. Mm. And that means that you get the honor of picking this week's first Hall of Fame pick. Well, originally I was gonna go for Britney Spears, but I've decided against it. Um don't know if you saw this floating about on the internet, Matthew or Ross, but Britney Spears claimed that she can run the one hundred meters in sub six seconds which is beating Usain Bolt's record by a good four seconds or so she um went on Instagram and said it was a picture it was a screenshot of her phone stopwatch and she put just did my first five point something usually I run it in six or seven my first attempt was nine but if you focus and push through then you can then you can run it in five seconds there's a line Um, in one of there's a line in one of her songs isn't it like my loneliness is killing me yes it's exactly what's happening there. <laughs> but um, I think she's made a mistake. If Did she mean like 100 centimetres? She could mean I, the... Uh, what did the NFL lads do, that one? Yards, but that's still... You can't run that in five seconds, a football is pitch. It is it 100 yards to do? 100 yards it's, is the length of an American football pitch, but like... I bet they, they do that do, little sprint that's like five oh, or six seconds. That's, like, what's it that's like four... I think that's the 40 yard... That's still too quick, isn't it, for Britney Spears I'd, to be doing that? I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not if it is, Vince focused. needs to sign to the Dallas Renegades. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that, f- bloody, that onesie she wears and Hit Me Baby One More Time video, that just makes you go... Phoom. Yeah. Maybe, or she slides along. I, the latex. But I didn't, yes. 
But I didn't go for Britney in the end because Sam messaged me oh. and and said, "No, there's a more there's a more serious one here, Jack." So this is on this is kind of Sam's nomination via me, uh, and it's mine and his mate Gilly for saving our bacon uh, about a week or or so ago, uh, because Sam's obviously one of the editors at Cult, here at Cultaholic, and his PC just decided to give up on him one day in the middle of a very crucial edit. Uh, or a very crucial export or something. I don't. I don't know the words. I just do the videos and pass that all. But um, Gilly, who we used to live with, and he's been Sam's mate for like they're like childhood friends. Uh, he before like we were all on lockdown and everything. He drove uh, another PC to Sam and dropped it for him at his door, which is wonderful. And I feel like Gilly's always been like the like the fifth Beatle of Cultaholic because he's always he's at the pub with us and stuff. We all know him. But he just, he doesn't, he's not actually in Cultaholic. So stop trying to, stop falling asleep right now. Um, Go on, it's a great story. (laughs) And I just feel like he deserves some props. And I've mentioned his band Home Truths quite a bit. If you like pop punk, check out Home Truths. Gilly, a lovely man, my former housemate, Sam's friend for years, saved us by dropping off a PC at Sam's. So mine, mine goes to Gilly. Hooray, hooray for Gilly. But it should have been Britney Spears. I love that it went from, oh, no, I'm not going to do a silly one this week, guys. Not Britney Spears. The serious note, my mate Gilly. He's not, it's not a silly one. He dropped off a PC. It saved the day for us in these testing times. Oh, that's good. That, 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 that's what people like. Yeah. I'm glad that some guy did something nice for you. Ross, what's your pick this week? Uh, I'm going to go for my pet giraffe called Sally, as you can see over my shoulder there. Merely because, how much do you reckon that cost? It's wood. It's quite tall. <coughs> 12 inches, I'd say. Ooh. How much do you reckon um, it cost? This is like the price is right. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, twenty quid. I'll Lower. go for. I'll, well, I was gonna. I'll say twelve pounds fifty. Jack would win in the game of prices, right? Oh, it was a fiver. No, oh, for a lovely wooden uh, Colchester Zoo. <laughs> oh, well, we're all for a lovely, that one. A lovely wooden Sally the giraffe. So I'm going to go for Sally the giraffe for being a bargain. Because who doesn't? Like a bargain. Gilly's not getting in the Hall of Fame this week. Look at Sally um, the Giraffe, though. Look at the detail on that head. <laughs> wow. It's like the eyes peering into your soul. Mm-hmm. We... Isolation is sending me west, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I was going to say, I can now, we can all relate now to Jack Nicholson in The Shining about why he went mental. Are you honestly can... not feel? I'm feeling... A, I'm feeling a bit like, you know, when you feel a bit like... Misty in your head, like you've been cooped up a bit too long. Yeah. I've only got a little one-bedroom flat here, so I'm literally being in one of two rooms for a week now, and it's horrible. Oh. <laughs> I know people have it worse off, obviously, but you know, but you know, but you know. Once we once we can like go to the shops and that, and get out and about again, once this is all over, can we start a bargain hunt segment? Because I feel like that would be actually really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Straight at home bargains every single week. Just all the car yeah. sales, yeah. Uh, Sally the Giraffe is my nomination for the Hall of Fame. Why uh, Why Sally? Sorry, before you move on. Uh, I was looking for a name and uh, I was with my girlfriend at the time and that's her mum's name. So that was the first name that was there. So Sally was the one we went with and Matthew shakes his head. Do you like the name Sally? I think it's quite a dainty name for a giraffe, don't you? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Why not, why not at this point? Yeah, sure. I can say what I like about you now. I can be honest now. You're all the way over there. Mm. Yeah. My pick for the Hall of Fame, I was going to be nice and serious and do some sort of valiant speech to make myself look good. 
by saying the hardworking retail workers of this country that have been classified as being important to normal people, but not quite enough important to be judged by the government and get some of the help that other key workers are getting, such as nurses and policemen. And mm. no offense to them, who are obviously doing a great job, not minimizing their effort. They're doing a much more, not much more, need room what we're saying there, a just as impressive, there we go, work, because they still have to deal with the public. They still have to interact with the, the unwashed masses every day and have to interact with them, I have to explain to them, no, only one milk per person, sir. So I was going to put that in. But then I saw Tiger King on Netflix. Oh. Like, Bloody <laughs> hell. I mean, that's it. It's it's about, it couldn't have come at a better time, quite frankly, when else is shut indoors and having to avoid people and having to distract themselves from the wonderful works that we have in front of ourselves. My God in heaven, have you guys seen it yet? I, I I'm going to, I'm going to, so Man. can you, can you keep this spoiler light, please? Oh, okay. I'll set the scene because the first yeah. three episodes are dedicated to explaining who the hell everybody is and okay. how crazy they all are. But it's principally about um, three or four people uh, or groups who collect big cats. So tigers and panthers and lynxers or whatever, and have them in the same area. I think it's near Texas. It's all America to me. I'm sorry, Yanks. And principally it's about the Tiger King, the one guy who starts off with the fact that he has two husbands um, who we may or may not have because he gives them meth. And the other people there, like the good person who has this volunteer tiger sanctuary. And she's presented as, oh, well, she's the good guy then, volunteers, and she's nice. She may have killed her husband. And all Whoa. this, it just keeps on going along. along. <laughs> and then even better, even better, there's another guy who has a collection of women, and he's saying, no, no, it's not a cult. It's not a cult. It's a cult. And <laughs> a week later, he's the guy that's been featured on the show the bit with Undertaker and his wife with the, the tiger swimming and Undertaker's like big hats and all this stuff. Um, he That's the guy who's what? with. It's like the guy, well, like the he's got 12, 12 wives who we may or may not have in prison. That's the cult leader? Yeah, the cult leader is like, so I thought, ha ha, it's a joke because Tiger King's come out. It's like, no, it's just very bad timing, I guess. I, I, read the, <laughs> I read like the little, not the synopsis, not the spoiler one, just like the blurb effectively. I read like the little teaser bit. And um, I thought I had to check again because I, I was like, I thought this was a docu series, but it sounded like just some sort of crazy, right. like it sounded like fiction, but it's not. Would you have you watched all of it? I have, yes. And would you recommend it? I got Doom Eternal, the new Doom, mm-hmm. and I had it waiting for me. Sat down, pre-ordered it months ago, ready to be played. And I just put it to one side and go, I'll have to watch the rest of this because I couldn't put it down. <laughs> wow. So, I'm yes. Watch, watch your first episode and you'll, you'll see. Okay. It just gets crazier and crazier. So, all due respect. And, hey, to all the retail workers listening to this who are going, oh, that's that's nice you get. If you watch Tiger King, you'll understand. And that, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully meets with the approval of Mr. Jacob Schwartz, is your Hall of Fame selection this week. We have Jack's mate, Gilly. Yeah. Sally the Giraffe and Correct. the Tiger King. What a three-way dance at Mania that would be. <laughs> and if you'd like to vote for any of those, we don't blame you if you don't, please, please, please go to patreon.com forward slash coldaholic. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! This week in wrestling. On SmackDown, got my notes in front of me, I'm not being rude. Uh, Michael Cole and Mojo introduce Rob Gronkowski the host of WrestleMania this year. Gronk dances down the ramp and everyone immediately dislikes him. Corbin comes out and gets in Gronk's face. 
but Elias saves the day with the song Insulting Corbin. Gronk and Mojo trip Corbin and laugh, and Elias throws him out of the ring. Gronk says he wants to see Corbin versus Elias at WrestleMania, which is a poor decision. This could be the plot to an episode of Alphabet Castle. I, what What is going on here? Uh, I don't know what Gronk is. I don't care. I do feel he is the American's revenge for having Tyson Fury in a predominant role last year <laughs> at Super Showdown. Because all I saw was people, mostly filthy Americans, saying that they didn't know who this guy was, despite being such a big-name boxer in his division. And they've endured that. And now we have to put up with this NFL bloogie doing a dance and... Um, yeah, what do you think, Ross? I know you've got positive things to say about this. I'm just, I'm so excited to see King Corbin versus Elias at <laughs> Wrestle, WrestleMania, remember. This was something that the Fox executives, I think, were on board with, as well as Tamina being on the WrestleMania card. The Fox executives... <laughs> I thought you meant cons- she was... A, I thought you meant she, Tamina was like, yeah, 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 that's fine by me, lads. Cheers for chatting. Tam- Tamina calls the shots, I. No, apparently what... Was a pit- <laughs> Page was saying, no, I'm, I'm here on behalf of the Fox executives. Gronk was there on behalf of the executives saying, yeah, this is a great idea. The executives will love this. So we learned this week that the executives shouldn't be in their roles. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed his dance down the ramp. He was he was fun. He humped the uh, the ring post, which is now pregnant probably. Uh, he pushed him over. You can tell somebody, some arsehole backstage wrote this segment. Probably the same arsehole who wrote that Stone Cold Steve Austin Decree, promo thing, it was bad. <laughs> Jack, what do you think? I just yeah, I just agree with Ross. Basically, um, I feel like Gronk's got a certain charisma about him, doesn't he? He's a bit of a wacky guy. I know that he was a bit notorious when he was an NFL player for being like being like a party animal and everything, but I mean. He doesn't bring the required level of gravitas, does he? I saw, I saw, I saw people describing him. I saw. Well, I'm going to mention him now, aren't I? Saw Brandon Stroud from Up Rocks describing Gronk as. Hey, take a shot. Describing Gronk as that drunk guy who gets in the ring at a small wrestling show in a bar and tries to be like, tries to be one of the wrestlers and goes like, "Wait, look at me!" At the end of the show, that's Gronk. So yeah. Yeah. So it's a positive. It's been all round for the Gronk, so but don't worry, we've seen what people thought about him online. I know we're the negative here. And obviously we should preface this by saying we're aware that WWE and all wrestling at the minute is doing their best against the odds. So we have to assume that if there was a crowd there, that they'd all be cheering him. And uh, <laughs> maybe with WrestleMania being pre-recorded, will the CGI bunch of crowd members in like in Star Wars? Uh Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak beat Nakamura and Cesaro. Sami Zayn is furious, so Brian challenges him to an IC title match at WrestleMania. Only if Gulak could beat Nakamura next week, though, so he probably will. Mm. Jack, what are your thoughts? Um, really excited for that match. To be fair, like Zayn and Brian, that could be absolute. That could be like the best wrestling match on on the show. But um, again, it's one of those matches that just has no real build or momentum behind it. Obviously, they've had to change plans a lot, but. No, that's one that I'm not too, not too against happening. Even though it's not had that much build, because it's Brian and Sami Zayn can't really go wrong. Mm. Ross, Matthew, uh, I don't know. I enjoy Brian and uh, Gulak's little dance thing they do in the ring. The huh, huh, that thing, whatever that's called, the wrestling warm up thing. 
But it's going to be a weird one because Brian's going in straight into quarantine following WrestleMania or something, isn't he? Oh, what Brie Bella like was that. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God knows if that has any implications on what happens at WrestleMania and what doesn't. So I don't know. I just don't care about the IC title anymore. <laughs> and and why would you? And uh, that's also just... the other news this week. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just saying it's, it is a shame because Sami Zayn's the champion and that's that's a great thing. But it's just, it's been through the ringer that belt, hasn't it, over the, fa- uh, the past few years? Mm. It has. It's dry as a bone. The other news this week was that the, whatever you want to call it, the, the back and forth, back and forth thing they were doing. Yuji uh, Nagata <laughs> from New Japan, he uh, commented that and just went, terrible. <laughs> So yeah. right, right at the Twitter going, I'm sorry, I'll do better next time. This was not good, or something like that. This was not very good. Was he? It was him and... Who was his partner, Matthew? Was it Tenzan? No. Or was it Nakanishi? It was someone who... Nagata and someone would do that at the start of their matches in New Japan when they were in the tag division, apparently. I mean, that's a, uh, a common training thing, I'm it's like to believe. Amateur I'm wrestling. Pre- I'm, I'm not a Puro fan, so... No, but it's like an amateur wrestling You style. are, Jack. You're the Puro. Whatever you say is good. Oh, yeah. What was his name again? Who? Anybody. The guy, who I, was, the guy who I said was in Norum wasn't, or something, or was in Dragon Gate instead, yeah. And just provoked... No, Yuji of... Nagata. Oh, Yuji Nagata. appears oh, right. via Skype and books Bailey to defend her title against the women that we just said. Sasha complains on Bailey's behalf, so Paige tucks her in the match too. It says here, ructions. Yeah, there will be. Sasha's in the match. Is she going to win? Don't know. Yeah. Okay, right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ross. Moving on. That's my prediction. Yeah. Heavy Machinery lose to Miz and Morrison in a non-title match when Otis gets himself DQ'd. He flips out because Ziggler is mocking him on commentary and showing photos of himself and Mandy on the Tron, like a PG Val Venus. Ooh. I fast-forwarded this, so why don't you tell me what it was like, Jack? What do you mean you fast-forwarded this? Well, SmackDown. It's the most compelling storyline on SmackDown right now. We saw massive character development from Otis here. Massive. Go he on. went radio rental, Matthew. Radio <sighs> rental. Oh, no. Aye, he, none of the fun-loving silly Otis who spins around and makes funny noises. He went akapot. He was throwing bodies everywhere. That means uh, mental everybody. He went really angry. Yes. Akapot. He can ranch. <laughs> he can ranch. He didn't neck any cowies, though. <laughs> Not yet. He's saving up for WrestleMania. <laughs> Errol Reigns and Goldberg signed the contract for the match and exchanged angry words, but didn't actually attack each other. Well, due to the you know the thing, and also the bit that people sent me was the fact that and on this show and AEW as well, for some reason the tech director is now one of the loudest things on the show, mm. as you could hear Kevin Dunn over someone's shoulder going camera three, camera four, camera five, like one of those guys from Colin McRae. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Ross? Even I get that one. Hey. <laughs> Any other comments on the thrilling Goldberg Reigns segment? There's not much to say. It was a, it was a filler segment, wasn't it? Really, we forgot some news. Was it Drew McIntyre said he would want to see someone else than Roman and Goldberg main event the night, whatever night they're going to be on? Oh, just because like, like him maybe? <laughs> it was now against now. Nah, it was now against those two. I just thought he was like, oh, that's going to be a two minute match. Something better should main event that. Something like that. 
<laughs> so true. <laughs> I might just be taking these words out of context there completely and painting them to be an arsehole. But such is the internet. He's true. He's telling the truth, though. Like, yeah, he is right. He is. But yeah. if, I was, should... if I was booked to win the belt at WrestleMania, I think I'd turn down all interviews between then and WrestleMania just in case I accidentally stepped on anyone's toes. I'd be so scared. See, when people say, but how is Drew McIntyre a good guy when he squished Eric Roman's spider bag? And you go, he insulted Roman Reigns and said he was crap. That's how you know he's a good guy. <laughs> anyway, and Raw, AJ mocks Undertaker and shows that photo of him and the Tiger by the pool and challenges him to a boneyard match. Ooh. He also said, I was going to take your, uh, what was it? Take your mystique away, but I see Michelle McCool beat me to it. Whoa. Oh, what's that effect? Whatever. You know what the Undertaker uh, sounds like. It is awesome. Um, so, any thoughts on the Boneyard match? Well, I, I think that it's interesting because um, Boneyard seems to imply it's going to be like a graveyard match, isn't it? Like a WCW style or like a Buried Alive match without the burying alive. But someone on Twitter pointed out the Boneyard can mean a junkyard where vehicles are like sent, like for scrap, such as motorcycles. <laughs> what are you laughing at there? Could you imagine, right? AJ Styles arrives, the agree location for this match, and AJ Styles arrives first. And he's just looking around like, where the hell's the Undertaker? And then all you hear is like, vroom, 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 out this corner. Yeah, that's, what's gonna, that he, is, that's what's going to happen. He flies in, jumps off, clothesline, one, two, three, we go home. I honestly think that's how the start of the match will go. I think that Undertaker, on, I think Undertaker will rock up on a bike with Kid Rock on the back, <laughs> just singing along. <laughs> AJ, you know, AJ sees Undertaker on a bike, but it's from behind. She's so got the big coat and the big hat and goes, aha, there you are. And then does the springboard thing and gets him. And he goes, what? You didn't fall off. It turned around. It's actually a tiger wearing his hat <laughs> and driving a motorcycle. <laughs> Undertaker! As he's eating alive. Yeah. Boneyard match. Mm. Oh, I don't know what the roster will look like if they all get together for this. Uh, <laughs> given the fact that Orlando is still umming and erring if this is actually going to happen because the whole keep your distance uh, UFC is still trying to figure out which remote island slash hot air balloon they can finally <laughs> hold um, that match that they've been wanting to do for ages so do you think WrestleMania will happen? Yeah. It's happening now they'll, have, it? they'll have recorded it by the time this goes out I think Yeah it's all happening now They recorded it on Wednesday and Thursday this week allegedly Allegedly well, so we don't know if they have or they haven't. Well, there's so few people there that news is very scarce, isn't it? But apparently it's all being... Oh, wow. It, by the time this goes out, it probably should have already been all done and dusted. So if if one of the New Day or the Usos turns up on SmackDown, just all banged up, we'll know which one won and got sent to WrestleMania ahead of time. It's weird. Am I the only person who didn't know WrestleMania was going to be recorded yeah. this week? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I... But that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> Only the hardest hitting journalist here called Ollie. No, you've been, you've been watching Tiger King and that. And playing Doom. And playing Doom, yeah. Still haven't beaten it. I've mm. been able to go outside for two days and still haven't beaten Doom. Anyway. Andrade and Angel Garza uh, beat Ricochet and Cedric Alexander in a good match with a dodgy finish. There we go. I know about this. I know about my dodgy finishes. The Street Profits have been on guest commentary and they clear the ring before beating Shane Thorne. Yes, he is still employed. And Brendan Vick, also from Australia. Yeah. Ross, what are your what thoughts you on it... this this match? How dare you steal my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I thought and Angel and Andrade showed a couple of brand new tag team offences, which was quite nice to see. The thing with the knees was a bit different, anything I've ever seen before. Somebody, they've nicked off somebody who, you know, the comment section will tell us about. But yeah, I just laughed at the bit, the bit where um, the commentators are asking Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> was uh, Zelina Vega right when she called Angel and Andrade the most charismatic in whatever tag team in all of WWE? And he, Angelo replies with the most boring response. And you just sat there going, yeah, yeah, she probably was right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave all the talk in the big Terry Ford with you, Angelo, for God's sake. But I, I don't know what to think. Mm. It was, yeah, at least there was some wrestling. I hope they don't get ill, though. Mm. I, I like tag team feuds where it's like, nah, I mean, we don't like them, but they are kind of sexy, like. <laughs> anyway, Jack, your thoughts? I thought it was, um, it was an all right match. I thought the referee did really well. Because I think it was Cedric just like forgot that he was not meant to get pinned on that move. So Apparently he got knocked. Mm. Silly. Oh, really? Well, that's Which understandable. I re- yeah, I didn't realise at the time, but you got, whoa, the spit. His spit was like two yards long. It was oh, is that from, was that that spot? I've seen that gif of the slow motion. The, the back. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, th- that move got Jericho the title. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's understandable then. But I thought the referee still did a good job of being like one, two, no, yeah, okay, three then, fine, that's it. Like, he, he hesitated yeah. a bit, but I thought he did a good job. And then dwell on it too much. They're like, ah, well, you know, move on. Whatever. Yeah. Life happens. But this will definitely be a classic WrestleMania tag match. And by that, I mean, of course, when Test and D'Lo Brown won a tag team battle royal to challenge against Jarrett and Owen at <laughs> WrestleMania 15. Uh, Becky Lynch jumped Shayna with a chair in the middle of an interview. Wasn't very nice. Should we all no. sit like Shayna? How does she say? Oh. She wow. looked really silly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like she left a coat hanger in her jacket. She's just like stuck there. Really. <laughs> She's hard. She's intimidating. That's why. I, her spine's rigid. Yeah. Alright. Rollins cuts a great promo on Kevin Owens saying that the performance center was built because of his own sacrifices and success in FCW. Watch the documentary, watch the documentary. It created a system that allowed someone like Owens to even have a chance in WWE. He took credit for all of NXT successes, from Owens to Gargano to the Women's Revolution. <laughs> it was great. It, it was, was such a good promo. Yeah, really yeah. good. I love it it's when also Seth's... funny now... Oh, go on, thank you, Pardon. I was just going to say, I love it when Seth's good. I feel sad when people are hating on him. And he didn't. It's not that he, it's not like he didn't deserve it, but I like that he's good again now. He's a fantastic promo sometimes. Yeah, he's a much better bad guy than a good guy. I'll give him that. And he, it is weird that we are getting Kevin Owens as this WrestleMania loser when he's undefeated in singles matches. But I guess we'll see anyway. Why did Vince and... not like that match with Jericho? Do you remember on that documentary when Vince, when Owens is like, "Are we all, are we all good?" and Vince is like, "No." What did Owens do wrong? It was a fine. It was a fine match. I think that was the point, wasn't it? I think it needed to be more of a like a brawl rather than a wrestling match. It was too much of a. That's just, just my opinion. I thought it was too much of a wrestling match for the, what the feud was. But that should have made. That should have made evented that WrestleMania anyway. That was Vince's fault. It was like that. The dick. And also, aren't matches like produced within an inch of their lives in WWE? So why surely it wasn't Owens and Jericho who went? I mean, Kevin Owens loves a brawl. He yeah. loves a scrap. He does. But yeah, I don't understand. Well, yeah, I agree with Ross. It was a match perfect for his position on the card, but it was so low down, it's, yeah. If they yeah. went all out, then it would be uh, NXT. Uh, Randy Orton accepts Edge's challenge of a last man standing match with another dark and evil promo to end the show. 
It's just like, what's he said? Grit. Grit to me isn't sitting on your couch for nine years. <laughs> like that oh. He gets it one good line for his promos that stands out from the others. And I do like that about him. Jack, your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's just good, isn't it? But I'm just a bit worried because we've seen this from Randy Orton before in the feud with like Kofi and stuff where the TV is really good leading up to the match. But then the match or the series of matches are often quite underwhelming. But hopefully the uh, the stipulation, because it's last man standing, hopefully that saves the match a little bit because without that stipulation, I don't know if it would be that good. But hopefully it is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Ross? This is the match. Well, yeah, the promo itself was amazing, I thought. like it's I've never seen Orton look like this before. It's amazing. But uh, this is the match apart from Bray and Cena, whatever that's going to be with all the movie, the rumoured movie cutscenes and whatnot and wherever the film and stuff this being in like an empty arena is the match i'm looking forward to the most because if it's really fuck oh if it's really brutal <laughs> if it's really really brutal i didn't swear no i didn't um if no, it's really swear. brutal the silence in the arena will lend itself to what's going on so i'm really looking forward to it. Mm. if it's proper like old school like terry funk versus another man in the 70s from texas um, like that sort of style. <laughs> it was like that'd oh, be very good. I think they'd have to be like Cactus Jack having a bad day, be like I hate that, just to fill in the gaps of silence. Like, oh, you really hurt me with that one. Ooh, I'm in pain. I yeah. can't work out who's going to win. I know that Edge should win, but I feel like there's going to be a sad ending somewhere. And I'd, ra- I'd honestly rather that Edge took the big sad loss. Instead of Otis. I'm worried that Otis is going to take the big sad loss. And I don't want Otis to take the big sad loss. Does that happen at WrestleMania? It's it's apparently... It's, they're building towards a singles match, apparently, yeah. Oh. Every other match is happening, so... It's going to be like... It's going to be Chris Jericho and Christian at WrestleMania 20, anyway. Otis and Tucky. That's what I'm don't, saying. I'm, don't say that. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I I'll, I'll, don't trust Tucky. Don't trust him. <laughs> AEW Cody beats Jimmy Havoc uh, match that doesn't involve hardcore for a change so that's nice then Jake the Snake appeared on the Tron and says Archer wants his shot he was very mad the fact that they sort of AEW and didn't even think to call Mr. Archer Cody says Archer will make his debut next week and doesn't say against who but it seems like it'll be against Dustin because they were arguing on Twitter after the show oh but, what were they arguing yeah. over? Oh, Dustin, it was such a dad argument. Dustin was like, you don't want none of the Rhodes family, you chicken hawk. Because murder hawk, he's called him a chicken hawk. <laughs> but a chicken hawk just sounds like such a weird hybrid bird to me. <laughs> That's right. And yeah. my housemate's just coming through, so I'll just tell him I'm recording. Oh, okay. No, Hi, no get, him, get him on. Hello. Are you well? Yes. No worries, babe. Yeah, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't want to talk to you guys. Oh, right, fair uh, enough. Uh, he's he's been online and read and read stuff about you. Uh, wow. So you know more about Lance Archer than myself, Jack. You being such a New Japan fan, uh, is he good? Yes, he's really good. He's um he's undergone a bit of a late career blossoming. Um, he had a really good G One climax last year, and yeah, I just think he's he's very good with the right opponent. I think him and Cody could have a really good match. Oh, good. Uh, Jake Hager squashes Chico Adams. Uh, Moxie jumps him afterwards and it's the paradigm shift, but Hager basically no-sells it. Ha. Yeah, Ross, it was, um, let you answer first. 
I mean, yeah, it was what it was, wasn't it? I don't know what you say about that. It was just a squash yeah. match. A fantastic moment, though. Mr. J.K. again, no selling. The devastating paradigm shift. <laughs> hey, undefeated in Bellator. I know, it made me laugh. And Dark Order's backstage segment mocks Vince McMahon. Very certainly, though, so only by watching <laughs> this podcast will you know about it. When uh, one of the losers in the Dark Order, there's so many of them, they all look the same to me, uh, sneezes in front of Brody Lee. And Brody Lee is like, get out! And, uh, <laughs> and of course, as Cody reminds us, uh, Daddy eats first. Cody said that a lot. He loved that phrase. He has, yeah, he has a, a t-shirt, t-shirt with it on, yeah. Oh, does he? Mm. Which you can buy from Pit Iron. Oh, give me money. Uh, Brody Lee then beats QT Marshall and leaves him a mask afterwards. Because, you know, he, it's perfect for them. He sucks and he never wins. Kenny Omega successfully defends the AAA Mega Championship against Sammy Guevara. Jack, your thoughts? Because you went the same twink school as him, I believe. <laughs> what? This is like the roast of Ross and Jack. What's going on here? Um, I thought Sammy Guevara was absolutely excellent in this match. He was brilliant. Like the wrestling and the um, the stuff with the brandy cardboard cut out and. Um, Brandy's rear. The camera, whoever was like doing the camera work, whoever was cutting between like the directing, did an excellent job of getting. He's kissing this cardboard cut out of Brandy. It cuts to Brandy herself at the timekeeper's area going like, oh. Then it cuts back to him still still going at it. And then back to her, but like a closer zoom. She's like here. She's like right up close to the camera now going like, oh. It was absolutely superb. It's like watching a dog lick this bowl clean. (laughs) (laughs) But I I really enjoyed it. And I thought, I thought it. Actually, out of the two, the most impressive one in the match was actually not Kenny Omega for once, so that's good. Ross, your thoughts? Here, here. Yeah, I agree. Sammy Guevara's amazing, isn't he? Mm. Yes, he is. But I just early on in that match, it was great when it was like you got this big uh, AAA mega championship match going on, and Cody's like, so, Tony Schiavone, who's your favourite captain from Star Trek? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that one of the drawings was of the one from Star Trek Discovery, but I haven't seen it, so I thought it was Shatner. No, I'm sure the person who drew that's very flattered by that. But then had the nice little comment of going, oh, all right, then, Tony, who's your favourite Star Trek captain? I know you're a Trekkie. And he went, oh, Cisco. And then Cody went, bruh. It wasn't a captain until he got the Defiant. And then everyone lines like, how dare you say this? Even when he had his little ship, he was mint. I like the thong song. He used to play for Newcastle as well, didn't he? Yes, this guy. Moving on. Jericho cuts a promo on Vanguard One. Yes, that's right. Vanguard <laughs> One. And he's then confronted by Matt Hardy, who teleports down to the ring with his psycho power. Hardy rejects a spot in the inner circle and drops Jericho with one punch. As Jericho, as Jericho acts like the, the wrestlers will be at WrestleMania. Oh, what a strong punch. Oh, he knocked <laughs> me down with one shot. Ooh. It was like, it was like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I can't believe how strong you are, my broken man. <laughs> Sammy jumps in from behind, but Cody and Kenny run down from country to stand tall with Matt and breaking the rules of being one metre apart and were then arrested immediately after the show. Uh, what did you guys think of broken Matt Hardy? Because I saw a lot of angry old people online about the teleporting and uh, for 10 minutes. I loved it. Ross me. first. I loved it, me. He's teleporting to the ring. Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy. Chris Jericho is uh, cutting a promo on a drone. Chris Jericho is berating a drone for sharing his political views on social media. 
And when this drone rejects his advances, he's telling this drone he's a son of a bitch. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Professional wrestling's fantastic, isn't it? But there's only one thing that ruined it. When Matt was teleporting, Chris Jericho's head was teleporting with him, which just it took me, yeah, I sit there trying to spot all the things that go wrong. If Jericho had just kept his head still, it would have been perfect. That was the only thing wrong with what happened there. <laughs> Can you do an impression? Can you keep your head still and have your eyes dart around the place? Oh, perfect. There wow. we go. Someone can, someone can cut that out and insert that into <laughs> And Jack, your closing thoughts on A-Dub. I like the, um, I like the cut in the, prone on the promo on the drone. That was really good. I didn't like the teleporting, and it's because if you saw a man teleport in front of you and the very fabric of what you knew as reality was just changed forever in an instant, you wouldn't react like how Tony and Cody reacted on commentary, who who kind of went, oh, whoa. You'd be like, what's going on? You'd be much more much more flabbergasted by it than they were. They were like, oh, it's pretty pretty crazy, guys. But apart it's from that, Matt was, Hardy. Well, yeah, he's magic, it's what he as does, he said. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But apart from yeah, that, I thought it was a pretty fun show. Yeah, if Jericho started teleporting, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was all right. It's a shame that they've decided to not have the wrestlers at ringside cheering them on because that was a great, great fun last mm. week. Maybe it's just the amount of people they could have on the show, I don't know. But it was weird because they cut backstage to show people watching and they're all in a small room together, like yeah. right next to one another. So I'm like, that's okay. But so yeah. at ringside is bad. All right, fine. But, but, but we did we did potentially get a tease for Sean Spears versus Billy Gunn at some point. Oh, Sean he's Spears, still my beating heart. Sean Spears stormed out of the room and shoved Billy Gunn, confirming that he's an insane person. Because why would you shove Billy Gunn? He's a giant. I was going to say, did anything happen when he pushed him? Just, did Billy he, Gunn did he move? walked out the room, yeah. Billy Gunn chased him angrily. Oh. Austin was in tow. Austin Gunn, not Stone Cold Steve. So Billy Gunn chased after him. Well, he definitely caught him then. No, that story about him outrunning the Rock. What? No, in dress no shoes. I forget. I think it was one of these um, Bruce Richard stories about how Billy Gunn and the Rock challenged each other one time, maybe '99. I don't know. And to a sprint, Bretty Spears style. And 
Billy Gunn wasn't even ready for it because he was wearing dress shoes and he out-sprinted The Rock every time. Wow, what a freak. So when Jim Ross was talking about how athletic Billy Gunn was, he was actually telling the truth. Nice. Anyway, that story is not interesting, so that's why I told it. Yeah. NXT. Uh, Zia Lee is supposed to face Alia, but has been jumped backstage. Good God. Io Shirai instead returns from injury and wins, securing a spot in the new one contender ladder match. Kenny's Lerae also wins a qualifying match later on in the show. Interesting thoughts, uh, Jack and Ross, who hopefully watched the show because I didn't. Or did you? No one did. All right, cool. Oh, Matt Riddle no, I've being watched, I've watched, Wait, I've watched bits. I've watched bits. Okay, um, great. Yeah, I just I think that ladder match should be good when it when it happens. That's my thoughts on that bit. There you go. There are a lot of ladders and gimmicks at the minute in mm. NXT. There are, that's true. Cool. Matt Riddle beats Roderick Strong in a good match. He's jumped afterwards by the Singh brothers? No, not the Singh brothers. I was going to say, maybe he's had his name... Oh. One of them's got the surname Singh, but I wouldn't be surprised if you thought they'd changed their names. Yeah, no, I thought maybe um, they'd changed, yeah. No, they're much larger than the Singh brothers, these lads. Oh, they're the guys I signed ages ago. I see. Yes. Okay. Um, Stokely Hathaway's on the show. There we go. Yeah, there, there oh, is boys. Oh, okay. I will definitely be watching next year. There, there is boys. There, there is yes. there is stable. Yeah, or his tag team or whatever. Yeah. He wants to introduce Riddle to the future of the tag team division. Get in. Is it too late to do a Hall of Fame pick for yeah, next yeah. week? The the sad thing is that that they don't look very good. Which is, I'm oh. sure they've got no. They they can improve. Obviously, I don't want to sound too harsh, but their beatdown of Matt Riddle was a bit disjointed. But I don't know. It was fine. They are just the amuse bouche for when Timothy Thatcher comes. Mm. And they relive mm. the evolved thing. All right. All right. Triple H brings out Gargano and Champa and says, wait, oh, Triple H on the show. Yes. Right. Triple H brings out Gargano and Champa and says he wants them to stop brawling everywhere. Yeah, that's bad that like. And this has to end on a big stage. Gargano says they were going to do that last year, but Champa broke his neck. It's Triple H bugs. <laughs> An empty arena match by the sound Basically, of it. Basically, he didn't say it was an empty arena match, but he said he's going to find an empty building, put a ring in it, and send a referee. But the the referee's only job is to count the fall. So it's, it sounds like it's going to be an empty arena match. But like, oh, so doing it for Takeover UK Island? Yeah, but apparently, <laughs> but apparently, but it, but like all matches these days are empty arena matches. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to brawl all yeah. over the place and do some crazy things. Who knows? Mm. I'm not really lit up by even before everything happened with wrestling. Uh, Gargano and Champa refeuding. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Woohoo. It feels like I'm Triple H and HBK feuding. You know, they feuded he, really well in 02, and then by 04, you're like, all right. He mentioned that in the promo, I think, Triple H. He said, oh, I know how Can't you guys it. feel. I know how you feel. I've been through this same thing with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he actually mentioned oh, that. Oh, did he? Thing, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad Triple H is agreeing with me <laughs> in a negative way. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't then say, but the match has dragged on way too long, and there were too many kickouts. He didn't like go. Yeah. He didn't like critique it. But yeah. And then the Tron plays and shows Killer Cross as the show ends, mm. who may still be appearing in MLW at the same time as NXT by the looks of things. Thought you were going to say Amadeo for a second there. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, definitely inspired a lot of debate there. Any of the wrestling that's happened this week? Because usually there's not been much that I've watched. I mean, no, there's not been any wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a couple of shows in Japan, 
but I've not caught up with them yet. I'm going to have to watch some matches for wrestlers of the week. But apart from that, I can't think of anything. Awesome. Next segment. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> now time to a little rummage in the mailbag. This was good last week, wasn't it? No one. Uh, Toupe <laughs> caught... What? Toupe caught Holio did let's. I think I've just told someone to piss off in Spanish. Over this past week a, of... I think it's just a uh, Toupe caught hello, isn't it? It's a variation on that. Holio did let. Okay. Over yeah. this past week of quarantine, I'm beginning to think there's something wrong with me because everything I've been doing has been narrated by the Iron Sheik. I can't see him, but I know he's somewhere in my house because he stole my glasses a week ago. Regardless, if I had to have a wrestling personality narrate your life, who would it be? I think it's supposed to be if you were to. If I were to be, I guess we'll just pick it on this one person. Anyway, warmest regards, Will D over in the Berkshires. Berkshires. Um, Berkshires? Just trying to think. Who, which wrestler would you have invade your home? Narrate my life, not invade my home. Is it not? Is it narrate my life or invade my home? It is narrate your life. <laughs> which wrestler would you have invade your home? <laughs> Gotta be Triple H, the classic. <laughs> um, Ross, have you got one? I'm still thinking. I would go for Big E off the top of my head. Just mm. when he was speaking about his dream match being against Goldberg, having that sort of shtick on top of me going to make a cup of coffee or something I want. I think... I would like to... Oh, no, nah, you go ahead. I was going to say one of two people, Otis, but then that would get tiring very quickly. Or um, maybe... Maybe someone like... Um, no, I've forgotten the other one. It was going to be someone... That was going to be my one as well. I'll say Otis then, because I've forgotten who the other one was. Oh, who was the other one? Oh, it was Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows. He's funny. I have Luke Gallows narrate right my life. There we go. He is. Yeah. We used to have a joke as <laughs> when we were at school when we'd uh, hear Jim Ross commentating that. God, I'd love to have Jim Ross commentating my sex tape. Because he always over-exaggerate <laughs> things. So <it's> like, you <laughs> know, my God, like, oh my God, he must have fell 20 feet. And you go, well... Well, hang on. The referee comes halfway up to that 20 foot. So it's the biggest referee I've ever seen in my life, mate. So, I mean, what? My God. And all my winners. I, she is broken in half. No. I know, right? She. Dear Colorholic lads and Jen, <laughs> I'd like to first of all thank you for keeping up the amazing content whilst the coronavirus is sweeping the nation. You have kept a smile on mine and many others' faces throughout these uncertain times. And for that, thank you. Sorry, they suck you in. It's going to be a bad question now. So my question, <laughs> with the recent release of Disney Plus in the UK, I have gone back through old Simpsons episodes. Good lad. I remember the cameo from Bret Hart in The Old Man and the Lisa. That's one of my favourite cameos made by a wrestler in any programme. With that, which Simpsons character do you think would make a best cameo in the wrestling business? Personally, I think Hank Scorpio, as an evil heel commentator, would be excellent and would brighten up the SmackDown Raw brand. Thank you, as always, the amazing content making me fall back in love with the wrestling. Yours, Jack from Doncaster, the home of 1PW. Thank you, Jack. Simpsons cameos in wrestling. This is very My much your God. wheelhouse, Matthew. I was going to yeah. say, right. My millhouse. Okay. Your millhouse, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I was going to say Mr. Burns, but I think we have enough evil owners at the minute. So. <laughs> I can see Grant's keeper, Willie, succeeding it in the wrestling business. That's a good Got one. The body, he can cut a promo. He loves a brawl like that Kevin Owens character. He's got a signature foreign weapon. He is a foreign weapon. Well, he is a foreign weapon, yeah. That's yeah. it, the foreign weapon, <laughs> foreign object, groundskeeper Willie. And he's got one name as well. Perfect. Has he got a catchphrase? It's Willie time, he says, doesn't he? <laughs> it's Willie time. <laughs> doesn't, he, doesn't he say it's Willie time? Is that what I just made that oh, up? Oh, he shouted out, make way for Willie. Oh, right, right, right. Well, he can do all kinds of catchphrases with his name. They'll put that on the shirt, you know, for the kids. Yeah, it's Willie time. (laughs) Imagine Michael Cole saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He hears the bagpipes and waits a second. Jack, any Simpsons-related content? I'd like to see, in the managerial role, uh, Troy McClure. I think he'd be funny. As like a deluded heel, like a deluded heel manager talking up his accomplishments and everything, or the his yeah. wrestlers' accomplishments. I just like Troy McClure. I think he's one of my favorite characters, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Troy McClure, and you may know me from such WWE produced films yeah. as The Marine Nine and yeah. The Marine Eleven. Yeah, yeah. He basically starts his promos like like Paul Heyman does, I suppose. Um, I'll go for Troy McClure, only if his theme tune can be one of the songs from the Planet of the Apes musical that they do. <laughs> Because I think that's the doc. If his entrance is Doctor Sayers, then that's that's perfect. Uh, Ross, sideshow Mel. Oh, what a show! Oh, like a Darby Allen esque character. The mic's fallen. Sorry. <laughs> oh, the, the power of that reference enough to finally knock over the laptop. He's like Mick Foley. So, yes. Hello. Hello, lads. Should oh, we no. pretend we can't hear him? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, he's actually not getting it. <laughs> Question three. Uh, Topecon, hello. Hey. There are some brilliant and classic promos over the years, and people can debate over the greats. But I was recently wondering about the worst ones. A bad promo is just boring, but a crap promo can be unintentionally hilarious. I'm guessing that sometimes a wrestler has an idea which, in their head, sounds really cool and intimidating, but once it's out loud, it sounds more homoerotic. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Particularly the Attitude Era, obsession with ass in every promo. It is true. So guys, your favourite So Bad They're Good promos. Incidentally, this was inspired not by wrestling, but by recently hearing Victoria Beckham's debut solo single, which ended with the line, This tune's gonna punish you. (laughs) <laughs> which I guess was meant to sound edgy, but just sounded like she was admitting the song was terrible and wouldn't be pleasant to listen to. Thanks for all the great content. I'm not really a fan of wrestling anymore. Oh, but for some reason, I'm a huge fan of Colorholic, and the podcast is the highlight of my week. That's from Daniela. Thank oh, and you. spelled Dan, is in Desperate Dan, and then Yella. That's, that's nice. Thank you, Daniela. Interesting to think that people watching this who don't like wrestling who just hear three guys talking absolute twaddle <laughs> about the Iceland at the range and giraffes. <laughs> uh, so the question was unintentionally hilarious promo, but your favourite one? Well, I've got one to start us off with. I don't know if anyone remembers this. When the absolute last time they were pushing Jack Swagger, before they went, what are we doing? When SmackDown had just made its return, 
not return, but with SmackDown Live, he came out and he was feuding with Baron Corbin. And he had this god awful thing in his head where it's like, yeah, this is going to be great. The crowd's going to be buzzing and chanting my name and that. And they were silent. And he went, yeah, jumping Jack, let's go for the Rolling Stones and all this. And everyone was just like, what? What, what did you say? What was that? Like, he kept on repeating stuff to try and build tension, I guess. And he was just like, what was it? I'm going to be a big problem, man. Yeah. Silence. A big problem. Even more silence than before. Oh, that looks like. Is it, is it the one where he brags about having a hot wife? Uh, I don't remember that one. Oh, that might have been... Was it when he came... Was it when he was babyface? Allegedly. And he it's came back and he was... I think that... a big keychain. Mm. It might be the same mm. one I... No, the one I'm thinking of is when he was feuding with Del Rio, I think. He's had a couple. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Ross, what's yours? Uh, well, my when the hit first hit, oh my slack has gone mental. Hang on a second, there. Can people just stop messaging while we're doing a podcast? Oh, right. No. My first thought was uh, Tamina on SmackDown, but she didn't exactly say something embarrassing. She just repeated exactly what Charlotte said. Charlotte Flair had said two seconds before, and it was amazing. But in, I in, forgot un- about that one. Unintentional lines. Triple H when he's on commentary that time, when he's like. I'm by at many things, but Lingwell's not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Jack? Um, I'm a big fan of the era of McGillicuddy on NXT, the game oh, show. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Um, I'm a bit, the classic ones are great, aren't they? Like, um, kick the leg out of your leg. And um, <laughs> what was yeah. it? Was that Owen Hart's one? Yeah. Yeah. What was you're the other one? Too, you're just too damn selfish, Brett. You should have tagged in me. <laughs> just keeps on going on and going, I try and kick your leg out of your leg. <laughs> and I like um I like Sid's about having half the brain. <laughs> That's a that, good one. that one's yeah. And of course and Sarah Logan's. Sarah Logan's yeah, all I remember is I, I got gay meat. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and she didn't speak for eight months after that. We can't not mention Steiner math as well, but was that deliberate? Well, he's got the math right. But he, he couldn't just do that all in his head as he's going. But was it deliberately he's bad? He's a monk. What's that? <laughs> was it deliberately bad? Uh, we mean bad. Okay, okay then. Bad. Okay. All right. Steiner math. Yeah, okay. Must be thinking of a different pro- different Steiner. Ed Rick, Steiner. Yeah. Ed his, Steiner. His cousin. <laughs> all right, and... Oh, that was all the questions for this week. I think there was others, but they were all complaining about the quality of last week. So if you have some happier ones, please, please, please send them to Mailbog at Cultaholic.com. <laughs> Mailbog. <laughs> Mailbag at Cultaholic.com. following from that we go on to Reese's Pieces oh god howdy to whatever combination of Matthew, Jack, Ross, Adam and Tom we have I decided to take some inspiration from last week's Reese's Pieces oh no about wrestling couples but turn that over to tag teams so hopefully it's less uncomfortable for you all plus calling someone a reacher is far better than calling them Marty Jannetty I hope you guys have fun and thank you for all the fun and escapism you provide us all year round 
but especially now. Remind me, it's a Reacher and a... Settler. 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 And the Settler is somebody who is really good and could do better, but is not. And the Reacher is someone who isn't that good, but has managed to get someone good. We all know about Reacher on this show. So let's move on to the... And again, it's Reese's Pieces, so fastest thought first. The Street Profits. Montez Wait, which order, which, which order are we going? Oh, in, we will go uh, Jack, Ross, Matthew. Like, we usually do it if everything was okay. The Street Profits. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. It usually goes Ross first, actually, because he sits on the far end of the table. Don't Angelo know why we've been Dawkins doing this for, for years now. Yeah, Angelo Dawkins go. is the Reacher. Montez Ford Angelo, is the Settler. Angelo Dawkins is the Reacher. What they said. SCU, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky is the settler. Frankie Kazarian is the reacher, which seems harsh, but you know, that's the game. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but it's but obviously Kazarian's got more of a legacy. Yeah, I'd say at this point that Scorpio Sky was the settler. Yeah, that's what we're yeah. saying. Yes. I'm I'm having to do these sums in my head, I'm sorry. Down with the kids. <laughs> Mm. Uh, heavy Machinery, Tucker and Otis. Otis is the settler, Tucker the reacher. But soon it'll reverse and Tucker will be the settler and Otis will be the reacher. Controversial opinion. Do you think so? Tucker's amazing. Mm. I okay. me. <laughs> All right then, I'm the only Tucker. Uh, amazing Tucker how? Won- Tucker won, no, no, Amazing Red. Tucker won Wrestlers of the Week a couple of weeks ago. Oh, oh, right, that's the, st- Okay. That's right, yeah. I'm going to go with what Ross said. The best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Ooh, Chucky. Chucky? <laughs> Chuck is the settler. Trent is the reacher. I like Chuck more. Uh, Chuck's funnier, but I feel like, I feel like honestly, I relate to Trent in a lot of ways when I've seen him in interviews and stuff. He doesn't like people. <laughs> no, like, no, like, no, listen, no, no, genuinely. No, 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 I'm not saying I look... I'm not saying we look similar or anything. He's obviously far cooler, but it's like there's a there's a, a one of the interviews he does with Chuck, where Chuck Taylor keeps on touching him, and he's like, "Look how much he hates being touched." And Trent's like, "Yeah, I do. So what?" And I related to that so much. Trent's my spirit animal, so I'm going to say he is the settler, and Chuck's the reacher. Literally to touch him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now what Ross said. I can't relate to Trent Barretta. The Revival. <laughs> Wait, can I just clarify? Only on that level. I can't imagine what it's like and, to actually be Trent Barretta, okay? At all levels. Spiritual <laughs> and physical. <coughs> the Revival. Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Dash Wilder be the Reacher. Because he's reached to smash that man in the face at the Hall of Fame. Hey. I don't... I can't tell the... Can you, put, can you say one's better than the other? Scott Dawson's better on Twitter, is he? I don't know. Move on. Um, yeah, you can't separate them. I think I remember more memorable spots involving Wilder, maybe. So I'll go for Wilder as the settler and Dawson as the reacher, but it's really hard. Uh, what Ross said because of the punch. Where am I? Lost my place. Uh, the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Nick is the settler. Matt is the reacher. I don't know, Matt, Matt. Maybe Matt, Matt's the settler because Nick does all the work. <laughs> I'm going to say that Matt's the settler because he's funnier and a better a better character guy. 
Uh, I forget which one's which half the time. So they're both <laughs> equally reaching. Uh, the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Ooh, Peyton be the reacher, Billy Kay the settler. I agree with Ross, but but Peyton's funnier. Yeah, yeah. Peyton is a better wrestler, but but yeah, Billy's funnier, much funnier. Yeah. That, that's not to say that Peyton isn't funny, but Billy's really funny. Yeah. So she's this settler or whatever. Stupid bloody Reese's pieces. Uh, Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Oh, oh that's a tough one. Yeah. With this with this current gimmick he's got, Hangman's the settler. Omega's the reacher in the tag team sense. Mm. Hangman on his own would be amazing. But he's it's just he's on his own anyway, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know how you answer that one. I'll say that Omega's the settler, but only because he's done way more. But Hangman's amazing, and hopefully big things are coming in the future. Mm. Yeah, and singles page was reaching, but now he's not because he's him and Omega are so good. Or rather, Page is so good at, you know. Yes. Yeah, that, I don't know why I decided to act that out. The Undisputed Era, who have a question about them every single week here at the Cult of Hype Wrestling Podcast. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Oh, Fish is the reacher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fish is the reacher. O'Reilly's just so good. No argument here. Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn is the reacher because Cassidy's got that scream. I think <laughs> that's a hard one. Mm. I think Cassidy's the settler as well, but I I think most people would argue that Quen's like the star of the team. But I'm going to say Cassidy. I think he's, I think he's smoother in the ring, or sharper, or something. I say Mark Quen as a settler because it's the first time I've seen Mark spelled with a Q on the end. That's yeah. Pretty cool. DIY Gargano and Champa. Champa's the settler. Gargano's lost without Champa. Yeah, I, I I'm the opposite way around. I think Gargano's amazing, one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I think Champa's really, really, really good. But I think Gargano's just a bit better. Nah, everything Ross said. <laughs> Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Junior, and Ray Phoenix. Oh yeah, filthy question. Um. Oh, right. Penta's the settler because he's done more. I don't know how you answer that one. They're both amazing, aren't they? I'll go for Phoenix as the settler just because of the past year has tipped it in his favour. What a year he had. Yeah, what Jack said. Pentagon was one who's more, more talked about, I felt, in this side of the world. But then Phoenix just keeps on diving at the crowd and killing people. And <laughs> the Bros awaits Riddle and Dunn. Dunn's a settler, Riddle the Reacher. Yeah, Dunn's more well-rounded, but Riddle's... That's a hard one, but I'll agree with Ross. Riddle's a settler. Proud and powerful, Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz has got more character, I think, so he's the settler. I prefer Santana, so I'll say he's the settler. That sucks, they both got character. Work together well. Uh, Santana, the settler, just for variety. The Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Kyrie's the reacher, is the heel. Yeah. Oh, 
that's a harsh one. I agree, but they're both much better as singles, and I don't know why they're in a tag team. Yeah. I do. It's because they're both Japanese. But let's pretend we don't know why they've been putting a tag team mm. together. Uh, yeah, as far as reaching and settling, uh, they both suck as a tag team. Uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Park. <laughs> Sam Neill is the settler <laughs> in this one. And the Velociraptor is the reacher. <laughs> Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus is the settler and Jungle Boy is the reacher because Luchasaurus is a lot taller. I think, hey. Luch- I think Luchasaurus <laughs> is the... <laughs> I think Luchasaurus is the is the reacher actually. I think Jungle Boy's got all the prom- all the upside in the world, kid. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy reaches really high because he's short. Oh no, wait, he can't. They're both settlers and Marco stunt. <laughs> anyway, all the love in the world, Cameron from Texas. Thank, Thank you, you very much for the Reese's Pieces and appreciate this two-week trend. Can we not have any more of these reachful and settling things? It's <laughs> just going to cause issues down the road when we see some of these people in real life, you know, two months from now, and they're going to go, how dare you call me the reacher of the team? I'll have yeah, you know. We're all in isolation. We're not seeing anybody. We're fine. This is what they'll remember. <laughs> not not the, the, the bog roll shortage, just the fact that we call one of them the reacher and one of them the settler. If you have any Reese's Pieces, uh, if it's not that theme... Please, please, please send them to mailbagalcoholic.com. It's Cultaholics! The question. Wow. What a mediocre podcast. <laughs> and better big... than last week? It yeah. is, yes, it is. But when the, the measuring stick is this far down, it's not hard. The big question this week, Dennis, is. Boy, oh, Matthew, stop for the presses for a second. We need to give a shout out because Ross pointed out earlier this week. We need to give a shout out to uh, the Radio Times. Oh, bloody hell, I. Why? What happened? I'll let Ross explain if you want. Oh, we got named as one of the um, the twenty uh, one of 2020's best sports podcasts by the Radio Times. And it's got nothing to do with the fact we used to work with the guy who wrote the article. Nothing to do with that at all. Uh, the Radio Times? What, in print? Yeah. No website. Oh, I mean, still nice. <laughs> it might make print, we never know. But uh, it's there on, on the glorious World Wide Web. And of course, everything on there is true. Therefore, we are alongside the likes of Peter Crouch and the Football <laughs> Ramble and other massive podcasts like that is one of the best around in 2020. Wow, that is uh, a lot more than we deserve, but we're happy to have it. Thank you very much, Radio Times. So I was looking at the Collect News uh, update on Smojo's W status, and he's uh, still around. But how would you even know at this point? So the big question is not about Smojo. It is about, should WWE take a break after WrestleMania? Interesting question this week. I mean, do we mean in terms of the current climate, or do we mean because no one's watching right now? So I think we mean in terms of the current climate being as good a reason as any for WWE to, to finally take a break and do what many people have been saying that they should do. Because hmm. upon these events, even with a, uh, a skeleton crew, there's still a lot of people involved, the lighting, and the performance centre, um, catering, etc., etc. You got the idea. So they are still 
basically ignoring what people are suggesting strongly in America and everywhere else in the world to, to stop getting together. Well, they couldn't do it if it was over in the UK because the gatherings mm. would be too big, wouldn't it? Like gatherings of upwards of, I think, two people have been banned. So unless you already live with them, of course. So yeah, yeah. they just couldn't do it over here. Um, it would be classified as essential work. Well, it's funny you should say this because the Orlando, the mayor of Orlando, Florida, is set to, it'll have happened by, by the time this goes out. Last night at 11 p.m., he is implementing an order for people to stay at home, more of, a, more of a strict lockdown, which is why WWE have been taping WrestleMania this week so they can get the, all that out of the way. So they might even, it might force their hand, they might not even be able to, but apparently media is down as one of the essential things. And if Vince tries to claim that WWE is media, then they can still do it. Would Vince do such a thing? No. Yes, he would, yeah. Yeah. What does any more media? What like in general production? Like that's such a I don't know. Broad it's just term. a. I think it's just a either a, a statewide thing or an American thing, but it's not. It's not like a a universal thing. So I don't really know. Well, over here it's journalists, isn't it? That's the media that's essential. Like journalists still have mm. to work. Mm. Um, that's not us, by the way. Before people say that, people say that about <laughs> us a lot. That we're journalists, and it blows my mind. Um, but yeah, that that because EastEnders and Coronation Street and stuff like that, that's shut down over here, hasn't it as well? Mm. Well, at least and they do so much of... taping in advance. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they should even even if even if this all magically went away tomorrow, I think it would still be a nice time to take a break and reset. Just because it gives people a chance to. One thing that this is that this has resulted in will be that a lot of wrestlers are getting time to like give their bodies a rest, basically. Mm. That's a good point, Jack. One weird thing that happened on Twitter this week was Braun Strowman uh, commenting on things and said, amongst other things, that because he's an independent contractor, he wasn't getting paid if he's not on the shows. Oh. And then I think, I believe it was Bix and Span who pointed out, no, you do have your minimum guarantee or whatever, and you are, and uh, Braun responded by blocking him. We also know that people are <laughs> just telling indie people to, you know, help your way out of poverty by not being an idiot and stuff like this. Mm. I'm, I'm not directly quoting him, but... Um, so, has there been any news about that? Like, are the wrestlers getting paid and looked after if they're not doing anything? I don't know. I assume Look, they I would be, but... Downside, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Selfishly, from our point of view, if if it would have no effect on anyone else, we'd obviously love it if they didn't take a break because it provides stuff for us to talk about but in terms of like the real world effects that it'll have on wwe and its wrestlers then yeah i, I think they should i think they should take a break after mania right. don't know don't know for how long though don't know for how long right and i think it, we need to tell ourselves this as well we're so used to like you know talking about wrestling as if everything's all right you know it doesn't matter if the the moon's about to fall down like a majora's mask it's like ah wrestling's gonna be all right but with this from the state of wrestlemania this year it's gonna look weird it's not going to be a great show, but we're going to have to remember that in that context. If we judge these wrestling and the wrestlers now, like we would the rest of the time there, I think we'd be we'd be very foolish. We'd be very bad journalists if we did that. So I think everyone needs to have a bit of leeway thrown at them now. Yeah. I think as well, like, it's weird. It's That was a very nice message, and I'm just about to ruin it by saying something critical. Sorry. Go on. Um, 
It's weird that have you noticed the WWE aren't referring to it at all? They're saying that WrestleMania I did is notice too that. too big for for one night. It's so good this year, guys. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. I don't mind that because we we know we know what it is. It's reported. It's on the news every bloody day. If they're not going to mention it, that's fair enough. They're not the news, are they? I guess so. I like guess wrestling so. is. I guess them them continuing is a form of escapism for a lot of people, which is a good thing. But on the other hand. Watching Raw and SmackDown has been absolutely painful these past couple of weeks. <laughs> it has been really <coughs> Yeah, no, you take you take Randy Orton off this week's Raw and you take Triple H off the SmackDown before that. Whoa. It's been a mess. Oh, and Rollins. And Rollins, yeah. I've said if you take a couple of things off each but yeah, show, yeah. they've been absolutely awful. And it, it, they're struggling as well because obviously th- thrown in their Reeve plays of WrestleMania matches and Royal Rumble matches and stuff. I just think it would be, it would benefit everybody involved, fans as well, maybe to have a break as well. I know people use it as escapism, but I think when you sit there a bit bored watching matches from five years ago, I think everyone would benefit from just a bit of time off. When it would come back, though, I've got no idea. No. I get what you're saying, Ross, because we've, you know, I've had NXT to watch on the network and gone, oh, new NXT, and I'll be like, nah, not in the mood to prefer another empty arena show. It's... Yeah. You're right. It's it's just not something that I'm thinking about too much. I know that's great. It's what you want to hear on this uh, wrestling podcast <laughs> thing that we do. But still, it's like, it's. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Ross. I won't ruin it or trample over it anymore. I'll agree with you and move on. I mean, it's not as if wrestling can go away because you've got that network with 10 million hours of wrestling from the past 40 years or whatever. Mm. So you can just go and watch that. And you can watch on. it for free right now. But a bit of it. Yeah. Some of it. Yeah. Some of it. Just the good course, you've got Gary YouTube's like us doing all of the content. I was. Yay. I hope that. Um, I hope that next. Oh my god! I was about to try and close it on such a positive, inspirational message. I felt a bit like Tom Campbell there. Um, I was going to say <laughs> our inner Tom. Wait until I say this. It's such a Tom thing to say, right? Just imagine me saying it in his voice. I can't do an impression though. Hopefully next week the question will be, when will wrestling come back, or how soon will wrestling come back? And hopefully this will all be over. There we go. That's my inspirational yeah. Tom message. I'm going to Winchester for a pint and wait for it to blow over. But I'll tell you what I will miss. Uh, not seeing you guys, not getting to see Tom Campbell. Oh, Matthew. Those are the real Stop things. Stop it. I can't wait for the first, for the first, like, big, like, like, oh no, because town will be absolutely rammed. I was going to say, I can't wait for the first big, like, sunny afternoon when this is all lifted, but town will be, you can, wouldn't be able to get a seat anywhere. No. No, never mind. Maybe in Weatherspoons. Everyone's boycotting Weatherspoons. (laughs) 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 And on that bombshell, this has been the Coverholic Wrestling Podcast uh, in name only, I guess. Jack, anything to plug or want to mention to the lovely people watching us? I plugged my mate Gilly earlier on. I don't need to do any more plugging. That's, That's very valiant of you. Ross, Anything coming on the channel or in your? Uh, got a, no retro WTFs, so no retro graded to think, but I'm still doing website stuff, so I don't have the time. But I do have time for a couple of tiered WrestleMania videos with Sam, which will be coming over the next few days. Mm. So uh, lovely. I'll right. be plugging Demons in Doom Eternal with the big gun. But if there's nothing else, thank you very much for watching and listening again. Like SmackDown and Raw being a bit considerate to them. This is the first time we're doing the OBS system with the different videos and everything. And I'm assuming people will be above my head or it's going to look silly. Let's, there, there, there we go. That's all the arrows covered. So uh, hopefully we'll just improve on this. It'll be even better next week. Um, I'm going to uh, tough poo. But 
let's assume we've got this right. Put your fists. Oh, like that. There we go. That's even better. Yes, towards the camera. I kind of, because I'm not microphone over and fall on my ass. And on the count of three, one, two, three, join us. Join us. Ooh, after 10 minutes, I'm hitting everything. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 